I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everybody. Hello, monkeys. And hello, fellow podcast movement attendees. Hey, I'm recording this intro actually live. <laughs> live. <laughs> From my hotel room at Podcast Movement 2018 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, it has been awesome. And anyone who may have attended and checking out the Snark Monkey podcast for the first time, welcome. And it was great to meet you and talk to you and uh, learn more about podcasting. It's an excellent conference. It's my first time attending. I definitely would like to go back, even though it's in Orlando next year. Ugh. Shout out, Orlando. Really fantastic. In the meantime, though, let's get right to it, because we're going to be talking to Terry Nunn and the original members of Berlin, who I got to hang out with backstage before a private show for K-Earth 101. Uh, the timing is great because Berlin are part, Berlin is part, oh, I never get that right. Uh, Berlin's going to be playing this weekend, two shows, uh, as part of the Microsoft 80s weekend number six, night one and two on Friday and Saturday, and that's going to be Blondie, Adamant, Mark Almond of Soft Cell, Thomas Dolby, and Berlin. And I had a chance to talk to them backstage at a recent private show. Uh, I've known Terry. I've got some history with Terry that goes back a while, which I think we cover. Uh, yeah, I have some history with Terry Nunn. I want to try and make that sound way more provocative than it really is, because it's not. But I want you to think that until you hear the story and then you go, nah. Anyway, uh, Terry Nunn and the original members of Berlin. Enjoy. Yeah, introduce your cohorts here, Terry. Because uh, it's the guys. Yeah, it's this the guys. is the original Berlin Three sitting here, which is yeah, fantastic. We got John Crawford Hello. and David Diamond. Hey, how's it going, John? David, this is a real honor and a oh, pleasure. But Thank I have you. a little bit of a conversation to have with Terry Please. first. We have met uh -oh. a couple of times over the years in unusual circumstances. Um, the first time <laughs> was in Malibu. I want to say in eighty four, eighty five. That's right. Uh, you were my neighbor. Yep. And I discovered this because we would see you come in two, three in the morning, <laughs> stumble up those steps. 83 steps, whatever Yeah, it was. however many that was. That you was lived crazy. a little higher than my I roommate higher, and I. Yeah. Um, and one night, we we're having a bachelor party in my condo. It's a, my roommate's friend was about to get married. It was a, it was typical, raucous, ridiculous things I can't tell you about bachelor party. You drove home. There was a portrait someone had done of you, a beautiful portrait, apparently, um, that you had to leave downstairs for some reason to carry other stuff I couldn't stuff carry up. it up the stairs myself. And by the time right. you got back, it was I gone. I put it behind my car. Yeah. And by yeah. the time you got back, it was gone. Yes. And so you contacted us with a note that said, 
I noticed you had a party going on, and I was just wondering if you happened to know if anybody might have seen it and yeah. that sort of thing. And I was definitely afraid. I didn't know any of the people at that party. So I was like, I, nobody left because we had naked women in there. So um, I can't imagine this. Rock on, Larry. Yeah, I, I, no, I'll tell you guys later. Um, um, but the thing that my roommate Pete and I uh, couldn't get over was, we've got Terry Nunn's phone number. <laughs> And I called and left you a very pleasant message. And I was working at Kiss FM at the time, so I shouldn't have been, like, all starstruck. But I, you know, kind of had a thing. Um, and so wow. I've mentioned that to you, like, every time we've seen each other over the years. And uh, I still haven't found it. I've been looking. Because you've never found it. The you never artist, got it. he made another one. He did. Yes, he did. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I thought it was even better. So, you know, all right. mistakes happen for a reason, I guess. Now, the other time that I think I can relate to you guys, I want to say... This was 19, I want to say 83, Hollywood Park, Mm -hmm. The Police, Mm -hmm. Berlin Thompson Twins, The Fix? The Fix. Okay. I was there. Wow. I remember your set. I remember very little else after that. (laughs) So tell me, how was that show? Was that good? It was. It was exciting, you know, getting to play with the police. It was really cool of them. That was a big show. It was a big show, and that's what they were doing, which was very cool of them. Every big city they went into, they got more local, you know, bands to play with, because they were playing to, you know, stadium, basically. Yeah, it was a big, I mean... Holy Park is like... Yeah, I have to say, say that that was a shitty place to see a show. Yeah, it was pretty awful. I mean, it's a racetrack for people who are listening to this and don't know what Hollywood Park is. Yeah, it was a racetrack. So, So the seats just went kind of... Just like like yeah, they didn't they didn't wrap around the stage. They just kind of went out to the sides. Yeah, it was just this weird space, yeah. and I don't think they did many shows there either before or after that because of that reason. But yeah. uh, um, but it was a apparently a great day because and in tonight because I barely remember any of it. You guys have any memories of playing that show? I do. I have a big one. That was my first uh, understanding that big huge bands could bring big trucks full of toys to play with. What do you mean? The police were, the guys in the band were riding around on Harleys <laughs> around the track. Oh, during, just during for fun? Se- yeah. It's and, like a monkey's episode. And they came out of the back of a, I don't know what else was back there. Yeah. But it was just, it looked, you know, fun to have a whole, you know, semi-truck full of. That was the synchronicity tour. So that was like, I mean, that was peak for yeah. the police. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. It was big for us. Yeah. yeah. You guys have not, the, the lineup of Berlin has been a little kind of volatile over the years, yes. or just kind of changed out. Yes. You guys, this reunion here is a fairly recent thing, right? Yes. Dave, what, uh, what, what brought this on? It was actually kind of accidental. It started, uh, Terry with the new band was coming up in the Reno area playing, and I live in Truckee, California, which is near Reno. I contacted Terry and I said, I'd like to go see you play. And uh, she said, okay, how, you know, how many tickets? And I asked for a lot of tickets. <laughs> and she said, well, I'll, I'll make you a deal. I'll give you all the tickets if you come up and sing some songs with us. So I did that, and it was just fun. And then a few, I was, a few weeks later after that, uh, Terry called me back and said, you know, I've been thinking about this. Why don't you do it more often? And at the time, I had been, I had sort of reestablished contact with John. And I said to John, hey, why don't you come and do this thing too? And so here we are. Yeah. And how do you feel, John? Scary. Yeah? Yeah. I, it's, I'm still adjusting to the, the stage thing after not being on one for so very long. Did and, you tire of it, or, or was it just something that you thought had 
you had moved on in life. Yeah, I had made a, I kind of made a choice that the family thing that I that and, and starting a business and having a family was that was that path, and I went fully into that path without staying on any way with the other path. And these two were just so sweet to me to help me find my way back onto this path, and yeah. it's just been an absolute blast. So yeah. I am having so much fun. I yeah. cannot tell you. Do you feel it, Terry? That kind of original chemistry that that thing you had from early on is it there yeah it's kind of explosive the new album's really? coming out in july or august i heard that yeah it's uh tonight you'll be uh hearing you're gonna one s- you're gonna sneak peek a little something one. tonight yes all right yes so the so the kind of uh, i'm gonna use this word the synergy of the the three of you together it it was it's rekindled happening. it's there it is happening yeah. yeah it's i'm as amazed as you are i i didn't expect to ever work with john again because he was doing something else right you know we were friends but wow this is a gift do you have any idea why the music from that era for instance the you know the, the kind of sweet spot of that 80s stuff that k earth relies on a lot for a lot of our playlists do you have any understanding of why that's transcended why they're why why people are still so passionate about those songs yes because Cause it's not just nostalgia. There's something else going on there. Yeah. Technically, uh, looking at it, it's because electronic music never went away. It's still going on. It still and feels even, relevant. Well, yeah. I mean, even the sounds, you know, right. I mean, God, the last Nine Inch Nails record, he started his single with a TR-808 drum machine. Yeah. That was <laughs> our whole last out. Al- our first album was a TR-808 drum machine. Yeah. So all these, nothing's, you know, everything's still carrying on. Right. So it doesn't feel old when you hear electronic music because you're hearing it in Top 42. Yep. You could listen to the Metro right now and it wouldn't sound out of place. It's it not weird. It, it doesn't right. sound like a crusty old tune. Yeah. It's yeah. not like our day. I didn't listen to my mom's stuff because it was strings and horns and we weren't, we were into guitars and bass and drums and, you know, it changed so much right. that we couldn't cross over. But now, I mean, people are bringing their, their whole families to shows. I go with my daughter to see Rihanna and, 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 yeah, you the know, gap is not as big. Yeah, because it's yeah. not as big of a gap. Right. Because I, I remember my parents. I mean, my parents would get into a little bit of contemporary music, but my dad was a country fan and he loved like vocalists. He, he listened mm-hmm. to Barbara Streisand and Andy Williams mm-hmm. and then a bunch of country. And my mom was kind of along the same, even though they grew up in a rock and roll era. But um, my son... You know, is is in junior high, and Aerosmith is still having hits, and you know, and right. and it's mm-hmm. the, the I think that gives you a little bit more of a connectivity between somebody younger, and I think that's what we're experiencing now with a lot of this music, is that if Berlin and Depeche Mode and Aha and that stuff is new to them, it doesn't feel distant. It's mm-hmm. like they can get it if it's a great song, and with the advent of the internet. Nobody cares what year it came from. If it's good, they'll listen to it. That's true. Also, exactly. easy access because yeah. you can access any era, any time, any song. Yeah, that's pretty great for sure. So, you know, John, uh, Dave, you still enjoy playing? You still enjoy getting up stage on stage? I love playing live. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's in fact it's it's more fun now than it was back in the day because I felt like back in the day. Every time we went on stage, it was to prove something. It was to push things forward, um, mm-hmm. to make a statement. We were so concerned about how it came off, and now we're not. You know, now we're just yeah. like it's it's enjoyable, and we feel. I feel kind of like that separation between stage and audience is much softer now than it used to be. Um, so I feel like we collectively enjoy the event with the audience 
Whereas we didn't really have that 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 opportunity back in the eighties because we just didn't. You know, we were still finding ourselves as kids yeah. you know, when we were doing this. And Terry, you've never stopped, really. I mean, uh, is it still the same? Is it fun? Is it the, still the same charge you get? Is it a, a different vibe than you remember from when things were starting out? It is better because I it's think better. one of the great things about getting older is relaxing. Yeah. Not feeling like you got to prove yourself every moment mm-hmm. because you kind of have. So, you know, and and life goes on whether you prove yourself or not. So there's just kind of a, a, a really nice enjoyment of things that I didn't used to have. Because like he said, I was just, you know, what's the next, what's the next achievement? What's the next mountain? What's the next thing we're supposed to get to? And what about right now? What about this? I'm, we're so lucky to even be playing, you know, 30 years yeah. Later. Yeah. And <laughs> so. people still digging it so much. Yeah. Um, all right. Dumb question for you, Terry, uh, because there's a new Star Wars movie coming out, and everybody by now has seen the footage of you um, auditioning mm-hmm. as Princess Leia, mm-hmm. um, which I, I think until like a box set or something got released, not everybody had seen that footage. And it's on YouTube, and you can watch yeah. that, and yeah. it's kind of... Boy, what a different path life might have taken yeah. had that come together. Yeah. But I don't know if I, anybody's ever asked you, are you a Star Wars fan? Or is, do you care about that world? I mean, Solo's about to come out. People are trying to figure out whether it's a big deal or not. Do you care? I like it. Okay. My, That's a no. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't <laughs> it, dislike yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, My right. husband's into sci-fi and into, you know, all the space right. stuff. And he loves that stuff. Right. So he watches all of it. I like it. It's it's you've it's, seen it's, them, right? Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 just not something. I'm more of a like a like I like dark movies like Requiem for a Dream oh and you know Darren Aronofsky, God. Black Swan, and oh, I love that. There's no I love reason I should stuff. be surprised by this statement. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, let's do a quick uh, uh, lightning round here, and we'll go around the room. We'll let John sit down. He just had a, a mild coughing attack outside. Was it that mild? No, uh, no, we heard it all the way from oh, in okay, here. Okay, good. All right. Uh, favorite movie all time? Terry, go. Harold and Maude. John. Oh, um, Sound of Music. Sound of Music, David. I honestly do not have a favorite movie. Okay, what's the first one that popped in your head, though? It doesn't have to be favorite. What's... A, a movie didn't pop in my head. All right. I just, I, I, I'm not, not a movie, movie guy. guy. I know I love movies, but I don't, um, I don't connect with them on a level like, like okay. where, I, where I take it with me. How no, about I you, Larry? You. Me? Uh, Citizen Kane. I'm a oh, c- wow. cinema nerd. Okay. Jaws is number two, if that matters. Okay. Um, a band or artist that you love or grew up loving that you would, people would be surprised that to hear you say that. John, you next. Okay, John. What do you think? Anybody? I don't think anybody would be surprised. Or I Beatles, Beach Boys, Dave Clark Five, Hermits, Hermits. I heard all this stuff starting from my sister. So you don't have like a, an iPhone or something with like a Carpenter song on it? No, I or, do. Okay. The, oh, <laughs> she is heaven sent. All right. The, uh, vo- that voice I'm with is, you on that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah of course I do. No. Yeah. Big Karen Carpenter fans in here. Huge. Well, I am. <laughs> okay. Maybe not. Yeah, great. maybe maybe Bonnie Raitt, Carol King, oh. you know. Yeah. I really like and I and I'm that they're more country, I'm that's not me. Right. 
Turn off your phone, Larry. Uh, that was the timer saying we better get out of here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> David, did a, do you have an answer this time? I do have an answer now because I do connect with music. On Aerosmith was a huge favorite of mine there growing up. And like your father, I loved Barbara Streisand and I love country music. Mm. Oh, okay. I mean, diversity is fine. We're not going to judge you. We're actually judging him. I feel uh, judged. <laughs> final question. Have any of you ever had to uh, work with a monkey? That's oh my a God! Sign. <laughs> Look at it. That is a sign. Johnny, it could be a sign. Yeah, we we, it's a sign. we asked our How? we asked our Facebook followers what you know for names for the album. Yes. You know, to get some ideas. And what's your favorite name, David, for the new album? It, it actually did not come from a Facebook follower. It oh. came from an automatic name generator that John found on the internet, <laughs> and it was "Nice Weather for Monkeys." <laughs> <laughs> So well, you just affirmed. All right. I, look, if you don't name it that now, I'll be sorely disappointed. <laughs> so will I. All right. We're going to say that the next album for Berlin is... Nice Weather, nice for, weather monkeys. for Monkeys. <laughs> Come on, Terry. Connect with me here. Not. Commit. No. Commit now. Not. Commit now. No. no. All right. She's Berlin. Berlin, What were you going to say about monkeys? Screw you guys. No, that was it. That was the question. Oh. <laughs> I just wanted to know if you've ever worked with monkeys. Nope. Okay. Nope. All Not right. yet. Interview over. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Right, I think Thanks, Dave Thanks for having us. Oh, no, this is fantastic. Thank you. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.